Hey, I'm Harrison. When was the last time you had a deep, meaningful conversation with somebody? If it's been a while, don't worry. You're in the right place. This podcast is designed to open your mind to new perspectives and topics in the realms of health, personal growth, and, well, life. Welcome to the Let's Talk About Life podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Let's Talk About Life podcast. My name is Harrison King. Thanks for joining me here today. We're going to talk a little bit about procrastination today. Um, We're going to do these little short kind of mini episodes here on, I say short, it'll be about 20, 25 minutes probably. Um, But just, you know, a little little shorter than normal. And uh, we're going to chat about specific things, do a little research on stuff. Maybe I'm going to share some stories, all kinds of different things. But it's all tailored towards helping you improve your life and feel better and grow, right? Because that's what this is all about. So we're talking about procrastination because this is something that everybody does, I think, at some level. Everybody's procrast- a procrastinator, right? Some people, obviously, <laughs> worse than others. You can determine where you are in that list, but um, we all know kind of what procrastination is, right? It's just putting off something that you don't want to do. But a little background before we get into some stuff about procrastination uh, the words actually just derive from the Latin verb. Now, I'm going to mess this up. So if anybody knows <laughs> how to speak Latin, um, I'm sorry. Procrastination is derived from the Latin verb procrastinare, which means to put off until tomorrow, which is essentially what you're doing, right? Putting it off to later. But it also is derived from the ancient Greek word akrasia, which means doing something against our better judgment, which is really interesting because uh, we are actually going to get to that in a minute here. But um, the thing about procrastination is that, like I said, everybody does it. About 95% of people actually procrastinate. So you're not alone. If you've been feeling like you're on this, you know, your friends might say, hey, why do you always procrastinate? Because I don't do that. They're probably lying. They're probably doing it because about 95% of people are procrastinating. Um, But why do we procrastinate? Because, you know, if it's something that we don't want to do, why don't we just stop doing it? Well, that's a whole different topic for another day. But people procrastinate because of an inability to manage negative moods around a task. So this is really interesting because when you think about procrastination, you'd think that normally it's like you're just you don't want to do the task itself. But generally... It's not actually about the task itself. It's about the the moods associated with the task or the feelings, emotions associated with doing that task. Uh, It's basically a way procrastinating is a way of coping with challenging emotions and negative moods um, that are induced by those certain tasks. So, you know, when you're feeling bored by doing something or anxious or, you know, when you get a little feeling of insecurity, frustration, resentment, self-doubt, all that kind of stuff. That's why you're procrastinating. It's because you don't want to face those fears. Now, when you start to think of it that way, it can be a really quite an eye-opener if you've never thought about it that way. Because essentially, procrastination is, is an emotion regulation problem, not a time management problem. Because you might be great at managing your time. I use myself as an example. I'm great at managing my time, but still find myself procrastinating sometimes. And it's when you think about it, and I have recently since you know doing some of this research... I'm procrastinating because I don't want to deal with the feelings associated with that task. It's not necessarily the task itself, right? Um, so procrastination is is about being more focused on the immediate urgency of managing negative moods than getting on with the task, right? I'll read that one more time. The immediate urgency of managing negative moods. So basically, it's the quickest way. It's like an escape route, right? To get away from the moods that you don't want to face because we don't want to obviously if you don't want to be bored you don't want to be anxious you don't want to feel insecure whatever those feelings are so the easiest way to avoid them or just run in the opposite direction which is not think about the task put it off so it's not the task 
This is a really interesting thing, and I'll keep saying it, but it's not the task. Always. All right, now, <laughs> when I say stuff on here, obviously it's not across the board, like a blanket statement always applies, but that's basically it. So how we choose to avoid the emotion depends on what task or situation is making us feel that way, right? So I'm saying run in the opposite direction. It might be, it depends on what the task is, right, that you're doing. So it may be due to something inherently unpleasant about the task itself, like cleaning a dirty bathroom. I don't know if there's anybody out there. Is anybody out there actually like cleaning the bathroom? This is an interesting topic. You know, just take a little side note. You discuss, if you've got a partner or something, I feel like there's always one person that like will do the bathroom and the other person's like, nah, or somebody compromises. What's the deal with the bathroom? Nobody likes cleaning the bathroom. I don't like cleaning. Okay. I, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't want to clean the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, side topic. Sorry about that. <laughs> but, uh, it, it, it could be something like cleaning the bathroom where you're like, uh, I don't want to do that. Right. Or it might be due to deeper feelings related to the task because cleaning the bathroom is not probably like a super deep, deep emotion like uh, emotional response right it's uh it could be something like self-doubt or low self-esteem or anxiety right something like that um associated with the task so like for like an example of that right is is if you're writing a paper and uh you don't want to write the paper because when you start it you're going to be like oh i'm i don't feel like i'm i know enough to do this i don't feel like i'm smart enough i'm not enough whatever to do the task so you're going to avoid that obviously you don't want to deal with those feelings right that's not a fun thing to have to deal with um so the easiest way to avoid that is is to avoid writing the paper so it again it might not be the paper itself now it might be <laughs> it might be the paper all right i'm not saying it's not but on top of that it might be something else right uh and when you avoid the emotion it only makes it worse here we are. This seems to be a common theme, you know, when we do things that we shouldn't be doing and then it just perpetuates the problem. But when you avoid the emotion, it only makes it worse because we will have to face it in the future, obviously. Uh, but when you face it in the future, you're going to have to face the feelings and emotions of, you know, low self-esteem or self-blame or whatever they are at some point too. So it's not making it any better. It's just putting it off, but you have to deal with it for longer, essentially, right? Like it's going to be in the back of your mind. That's why you're avoiding it. So um, basically the thoughts we have about procrastination actually make the feelings we're avoiding worse. Which when I say it like that, I mean, it makes you go, well, why would I, why would I do that? You know, why would I, <laughs> why would I put it off then? Well, because of the reasons we've already talked about, but um, it's basically just a vicious cycle, procrastination. And we all know that I'm not saying anything new here. I'm going to tell you how to start to work, fix it in, in a second. But when we put off something, uh, it gives us a brief feeling of relief, right? I'm sure you felt that at some point in your life when you're doing that. Like I've, uh, I've done it plenty of times when you, uh, you're like, I really don't want to work on it. I don't want to work on it. And you were going to do it. And then you're like, nah, I'm going to, mm, I'm going to hold off and I'm going to do it later. And then you're like, oh, all right. Like, I don't have to deal with that. Which now you probably realized, well, it may be the feeling that you're like, oh, I don't have to deal with those feelings. Right. But it's basically acts as a reward for our behavior. If you know anything about kind of basic psychology, that's uh, that's just going to perpetuate the behavior, right? If if you're getting a reward, which is that feeling of relief, when you're like, ah, I don't have to worry about it, right? Well, then you're you're gonna do that more in the future. You're gonna put it off because that's a little reward. Although it might not be a great thing, it is a reward in your mind, right? Um. So that's what I was just saying, like behaviorism, psychology, right? It, it just, if you're rewarded with something, you're likely to do it again. So that's why 
procrastination is not really a one-time kind of one-and-done type thing. It's a constant cycle because we're just perpetuating. The more you do it, the worse it's going to be because you're just rewarding yourself with what you're already doing, right? And chronic procrastination can actually have severe effects on our health, which I'm sure you've thought about before, but like things like chronic stress, right? Um, low life satisfaction, depression and anxiety kind of obviously go hand in hand with that. But even hypertension and cardiovascular disease. So like physical things we've talked about, we talked about complaining before, you know, in season one there and how something like that, it's not a physical, we're not doing something physically to our body, but even a procrastination here, but it can have physical effects because of the stress it can cause, right? So obviously we don't want to keep doing that. So how are we going to fix it? That's the question. After all that, Harrison, how do I fix it? That's probably what you're asking. Well, one of the, there's a couple of different ways and it depends on what the situation is, what you're dealing with, because some people might be like, I'm talking about the self-esteem thing with the paper. That might be you, but that might not be you. And it might be that you might be procrastinating for a different reason. It might be showing up in a different way. So there's, there's different ways. So uh, take some of these uh, kind of pick and choose what applies to your situation and your life. Right. But uh, you can, you got to start by identifying your habits. Like anything, you got to know what the situation is, what's happening. Right. So you got to step back and figure out what's going on. What's happening. What's going on up in here, up in the brain. What are you what are you doing and recognize patterns because uh, I'm sure there's probably one type of task that you're always putting off. Maybe it's the bathroom. We're talking about the bathroom again. Maybe you're always putting off the bathroom, but you do it anyway. So recognize that pattern. Right. And you can't reverse things if you don't know why you're doing it in the first place. So that's what you got to start to recognize it. Right. So step one, identify your habits. All right. Simple enough. Um, and, and then something to think about is. Well, once you identify that and start to notice patterns, maybe it's a timing pattern. Maybe timing is the problem, right? Most people are generally more productive at certain times of the day. It might be evening time. It might be middle of the night for you. I hope not. We've talked about sleep. I hope you can sleep. But if that's you, all good. Uh, maybe you're more productive in the morning, 5 a.m., 6 a.m. Maybe it's 10 a.m., whatever. But everybody, you know, is more productive different times of the day. So if you know you work better, say, in the morning, you should do the tasks you're procrastinating on in the morning and not a time when you're feeling, you know, tired and not productive because if you notice the pattern and if you notice, oh, hey, I'm always trying to clean the bathroom after work, you know, 6 p.m. Huh. Well, maybe if I got up earlier and tried to do it once, this is a little bit of a strange scenario, but <laughs> bear with me. If you tried it, right, you'll get up and maybe you're going to clean part of the bathroom in the morning. Maybe you are more inclined to do it because of the timing situation, right? So maybe timing is the problem, all right? It's something to, something to evaluate. Or, or are you overwhelmed by big tasks? Because that's a very common thing. Sometimes we avoid some of these things because it's like, oh, there's too much. There's too much to do, so I'm just going to avoid it at all, which obviously isn't the best um, kind of choice to make, but it happens, right? And uh, lots of people procrastinate because they're worried about the outcome of a project or the end result, or they're afraid of failing, uh, and basically, you you feel like you actually can't complete the task, um, so and you just avoid it altogether. And we don't want that. When you when you feel like you can't complete it, you obviously can complete it. You're capable of everything, like anything you put your mind to, right? Um, and so basically, the best way to do this, which again is pretty simple, but if you think about it, just break it down into small tasks. That's all. If it is that paper that we were talking about. All you have to do, you can set your timer. Here's something to try, right? 
set your timer on your phone for like one, two, three, four, five minutes, something like that, right? One is probably not enough, but let's say three, four, five minutes. And then sit down and say, I'm going to start this. I'm just going to start the introduction as much as I can do in five minutes. That's it. Then I'm done. Most likely you're going to keep, you're not going to stop after five minutes if you've gotten into it, because the focus you're going to get, you know, that kind of state you're going to get into in those five minutes to try to really just start on it is going to continue. So what I'm trying to say is if you just, instead of going, oh, I got to write this whole paper. Well, obviously you're not going to sit down and write the whole paper in one go. You're probably going to take a break, go to the bathroom, whatever. So you need to break it down to small bits, right? So that's step one, just, just make it nice and simple, easy. No, could be as simple as make the, make the document, title it, save it, make a folder. You've already started, right? You've dipped your toe in the water. Basically, you just got to take it one step at a time, right? And you'll get there. That's how, that's how everything works. Sounds simple. I know not as easy to apply, but just take that principle and apply it to your life as you see fit. Um, some people need the pressure and reward of working close to a deadline. Is that you? Is that you? Do you feel like I'm talking right to you? Some people want to just squeeze it in at the end. They're like, well, I, I have to get it done by midnight and it's 10 o'clock now. It's 1030, right? Well, I got an hour and a half. Well, I have to get it done now. All right. If that's the case, you can also break it up into small bits. But the thing about that is if that's you've realized after kind of taking note of your habits and your patterns, you can, if that's your thing, set rewards for yourself after each one, basically that provide a feeling of pressure. Maybe you're not actually pressured, but if you work well under pressure, having that kind of like, you know, fire under your butt, where you got to get something done, then then create that environment. Um, so like if you're really want to check your social media or you got a really good book you're reading or who knows, you know, you apply it to your life as you as you want. But then you say, check social media after I'm done this section of my paper. Same thing. Well, let's work this far. We're going to write the introduction and then I get to do it. But make it something a little more i would say bigger than that you know so it gives you a feeling of pressure i need to do this or i can't whatever don't be be gentle with yourself obviously but you know it gives you some of that pressure you don't have to worry about doing it at 10 30 at night the, the night of um and you can do it throughout you know the week or whatever and whatever um task it is if you're easily distracted maybe that's the reason you're procrastinating uh, you should focus on creating an optimal environment for the task. And I think that's true for anything. But, uh, you know, the example here is, you know, turning off notifications on your computer, on your phone, just putting your phone completely away right in another room. But the big thing is to figure out what your distractions are, which starts at the beginning where you kind of analyze and figure out patterns. What's distracting me? And then remove it and create an environment that is is just going to help you get that thing done, Right. Um, the other thing with that is to stop trying to multitask. Multitasking is a whole other topic that I will get into one day, but have, having several, we can't multitask as human beings. We, we, we can't, you can only really focus on one task at a time, right? Like really. Um, so it's kind of going back and forth. So just pick one and having several tasks on the go doesn't allow you for you to finish one, you know, and then move on. If you're working on two papers at once, or you're working on, you're doing the dishes and you're doing something else, you know, at the same, you can't do two things at once all the time. It kind of depends, but, um, basically just work on one task, finish it, 
and then take a short break and then go on to the next one. Uh, this allows you to put more focus and energy into the task at hand and, and not get as distracted. So if that's you think of getting distracted, you can try that. And then one of the last ones here is uh, something larger could be at play. Now, obviously, I am not a um, doctor or a professional or anything like that, and I'm just relaying some research that I found. Um, but you can always consult with a professional or anybody about some of these things. If you know, sometimes procrastination can actually be a symptom of of something a little more serious, depression, anxiety, or attention problems, or things like that. But um, I'm not saying that if you're procrastinating, that's exactly what's happening. But it could it could be part of a larger picture, right? So it's just something to keep in mind. Um, if your procrastination is causing you severe distress or affecting your performance in other areas of your life, then it might be beneficial to consult with a professional, right? Never hurts. Never hurts to do that. So I'm, uh, again, I'm not, I'm not a professional. I'm just uh, sharing that if, uh, if it's starting to affect maybe other areas of your life, of course, it's always great to better safe than sorry, right? Go, go chat with somebody and, and, uh, that's always a great thing to do. Uh, and then lastly, of course, if you're procrastinating, and it's not really like you. Maybe it's just not your day. It might just not be your. You might just not be up for it today. It might be assigned to just take a break, hold off, we get back at it tomorrow. You know, everybody has off days, and even if you're an efficient worker uh, and you're struggling to complete a task, most likely you should probably just listen to your mind and body and and take a little bit of a break. You know, do something. We've talked about all kinds of healthy habits and stuff. Try something else. Um, and I'm not saying now all the time just give up when you feel like you don't want to do it <laughs> but if you're used to if you're very you're able to focus and do a lot of stuff generally very efficient and then you just really can't one day you should listen to your body it's always the most important thing to do your mind body you know they know best right you know best listen to yourself um instead of trying to power through right just focus on an, an important area of your health or self-care or whatever you know don't stay up too late doing work uh, try to push pat through something or whatever. Get up and go outside or whatever. Just spend some quality family time with somebody. Uh, the break may feel counterproductive. If you're not just going to completely abandon the task, if you're just going to take a break and come back, it might feel like, well, I can't because I need to get this done. But oftentimes I've found, and I'm sure you found, that when you take a break and then you come back to something, if you take that break and, and use it well, like I'm saying to, you know, uh, improve your self-care or just make yourself feel a little better calm down or whatever it is do a meditation something like that when you come back most likely you're going to be more efficient and more productive when you come back and you'll feel rejuvenated and, and whatever so you're able to come back um basically do more work in a in a shorter time than if you were just to power through so that break is worth it that's what i'm saying so if that's you uh don't worry just having an off day that's okay because that happens sometimes and everybody has those days so uh, that's a little bit about procrastination. I hope I gave you a little bit of a little bit of something, something that you didn't know before. That's all it is. If you can take one thing away from every episode, that is that is perfect. Then you're one step closer to knowing everything. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Obviously, it's, it's impossible, but you're one step closer to um, just just getting where to where you want to be, right? So that's why you're here. Um, thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this and you know a friend that maybe even hasn't listened to the show before and would enjoy it, send them on over. So I will see you next week. And until then, keep loving life. Chat with you later. For more information about this episode or the show itself, head on over to harrisonkingofficial.com. There you'll be able to find the show notes, transcriptions, and videos for every episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Let's Talk About Life Pod. Now get out there and have a deep, meaningful conversation in your own life. We'll chat with you next time.